Namaste. I welcome you all to this 32nd session of Guru Bodha. Guru sir, coming to the topic of today that is mango, if we really are uh, studying Dravaguna and studying about rasas in particular, and if we are confused about which rasa acts in which way, mother rasa acts in which way, and amla rasa, if, if that is confusing, Probably studying mango will be a good idea to know the different rasas and uh, uh, its actions. So uh, whole of, it carries whole of Dravaguna in it, sir. So definitely mango is one of the important drug from its uh, inception to the final stage. It changes metamorphically into different uh, taste factors. In the early stages, it will be Kashaya Pradhana, that is the uh, astringent property will be more and once it is getting ripened towards ripening or semi-ripened, then it will be amla or the acidic or sore in nature. Then once it is totally ripened, it becomes just totally sweet. So in all the things, definitely a same drug, a mango, which can be used in multiple type of conditions when with respect to its taste or rasa. Even the entire plant of mango has a different versatile actions. For example, we always use a mango fruit as a fruit, not as a medicament. Or sometimes some preparations made out of it like mango juice or something like that, or even uh, mango cakes, uh, juice cakes are made, or even mango shrikhand is prepared. So such type of things are done. Then when compared to the, its bark and leaves, it is entirely different. They are kashaya pradhana throughout. There will be no change in from its from the first stage at the primary stage to the final stage. There will not be any change in the rasa. So it's very typically a you know, drug of versatile uh, complex activity. Or the even guna karmas are also there in the mango in a such a format that at different stages of its growth, it acts in a different manner. For example, mango when it is uh, a very young, a smaller one, or unripened, or what you call kai in Hindi. So that will be very typically kashaya pradhana in nature. And such kashaya pradhana dravya will definitely act as helping in absorption of the food. And it is good for wherever there is a oozing is there, or wound healing properties there, or something like that, or IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, and such type of conditions. Or even it is it's having effect on um, urinary system where it reduces the quantum of urine. So something like that. These type of activities could be seen in case of a bark and even the seed of the mango. Whereas uh, mango as a unripened or semi-ripened, which is more sore in nature, people prepare some sort of food materials like in this part of Karnataka, and they call it as appesaru. Um, there is one typical thing they prepare out of a mango by boiling the small mangoes, unripened mangoes, and then later they'll give some tadka or something like that, a kind of rasam a preparation is made. And it is given for drinking at the time of summer and these other things because it enhances agni and improves the digestion part of it. And usually if a heavy meal is considered or taken, then usually this appesaro um, or what you call a typical type of rasam prepared out of mango, it is being used extensively. Whereas once it is totally ripened, it becomes madhura in pradhana rasa and then definitely it is balaprada, shukravardaka and guru in nature. So 
typically a single drug in its different stages of evolvement it acts in a different manner so that is the reason and which gives a good idea of how uh, the guna rasaguna and panchaga um, what are the basic in uh, padarthas of uh, dravya like rasaguna virupaka how they function we can understand in a single drug itself so this is uh, one of the versatile drug mango but we have got lot of varieties of mangoes not all the mangoes are having similar type of actions some mangoes general terms what i have described is the typically applies to every type of mango but there are versatile varieties of mangoes are also available across the globe coming to this apesaru uh, we, we, that is usually sour in taste overall right sir Little yes bit. sour as well as pungent and it is been given uh, tadka with um, asafoetida so it will be cooked and treated in such a manner that it has typically improves the digestion so in uh, uh, like you said it is rightfully used uh, largely in summers it is very common to use a little bit of sour tinged drinks such as uh, apesaru even another one punarpuli or garcinia that is also punarpuli juice is also used in grishmarutu though it is slightly having kushnaviriya and though it is it has a sour tinge so probably that is taken to improve the agni sir definitely see we feel that it is um, grishmarutu but typically as per the records now it is still vasantarutu here in this part of the world so vasantarutu has started but from vasantarutu onwards it is slightly adhana kala is getting in and the more and more atmospheric sun and heat will be there so all definitely the things will go in such a manner that slowly the persons will digestion capacity will lower in these three seasons particularly and even in the varsha rutu so typically in this type of thing time uh, people across uh, the southern part of india they use these variations made out of mango and one of them is apesaru that's very clearly all these three seasons from vasantha till varsha rutu slowly all humans digestive power or digestive capacity reduces slowly so agni will be at back seat so in order to improve the agni and help in digestion people go for this save of agni vardaka peyas that is one uh, slight confusion usually a new ayurveda student may, uh, makes between uh, autumn season of sharad rutu and grishma rutu so in grishma externally there is increase in temperature in the atmosphere but still uh, slight pitta stimulating uh, drinks such as these are kind of very well tolerated whereas actually pitta undergoes aggravation only in autumn or fall season sharad rutu sir see from here onwards vasant rutu onwards slowly pitta starts getting aggravated to manifest into a disease or something like that it requires a qualitative a type of increase so this is dravyatmaka gunatmaka and karmatmaka that we call it as three categories such a type of magnified or magnified way of uh, expression of a dosha can takes place only in its prakopakala so pitta slowly starts accumulating from here onwards and then at the time of uh, sharad rutu 
it becomes uh, very typically exhibited. So that is the reason we call it as a prakopa of pitta takes place in Sharadrutu, but itself typically it starts from here onwards, Vasantrutu onwards. But we always know that Sharad is considered as second Grishma, or the Grishma Rutu qualities will be there with Sharadrutu also, but to a lesser extent because of the influence of Varsha Rutu and it's a previous Rutu. And the next Rutu is also is comparatively colder. So that's why it's in somewhat sandwiched between these two Rutus. So it may not express totally as Grishma Rutu. But its qualities typically because of increased Pitta from Vasant Rutu onwards, because of habits as well as the atmospheric temperature, slowly things will change into that direction. And ultimately in Sharad Rutu, it becomes exhibited. And the sour mango. So these references are taken from different Nikanjus. Uh, uh, Acharya has explained uh, as sour mango, which possesses almost all the characteristics of uh, uh, Amla Rasa, right, sir? See, definitely it possesses all the characters of Amla Rasa and it increases even causes Raktapita. We have seen many patients particularly during this time, if they consume more and more of uh, this type of uh, payas prepared out of sour mango, then definitely they will tend to have some allergic uh, conditions, including vasculitis and bleeding tendencies. We should be very clear in our mind that before we apply this um, mango uses in typical conditions. A person who is already in pradhara or already in bleeding tendency or some hemophilia problems or something like that, those related with the blood, it is there. Typically, we should take care not to use them. So this is one of the important area we should understand. Typically, the sour mango causes allergies also many times. And it, it is explained as a Hridya and Varnakara. I mean, Varnakara is a, Varna is a general term used to, you know, to, to indicate overall skin health improvement. Uh, probably it uh, improves the blood circulation in the peripheries and uh, in the skin uh, area and thereby causes uh, detoxification uh, there, sir? No, it is basically a Ushna. So this Ushna Dravya will definitely improve the circulation. So that's why it's also Hrudya and it's Amlarasa is Amlarasa Hrudyana based on that concept Hrudya acts. And Varnakara is just because it improves the blood circulation, thereby there will be some enhancement. Because you can see, observe in a person, one during winter season, there is a peripheral circulation is hampered, then the person will become dry and somewhat shava in nature, but the same person will become somewhat brighter in Vasantrutu and Grishmrutu because of the influence of heat. So it's purely it's influence of heat which creates the circulation and thereby promotes so to some extent Varna. And Varna is basically a quality, I mean karma produced by Pitta. So that's the reason it increases Pitta, thereby Varna also improves to large extent. And Ruchya, it is very clearly it improves the taste, enhances the taste, but it also causes uh, typically reduces the voice and it causes the kantagraha 
uh, it should not be used in more because that's the reason many times in this time of people use lot of um, sour mango with salt and uh, pepper or even chilies but sometimes it causes kantagraha a voice drop or sore throat or swarabheda kenakka it improves rakta definitely because it is vridhya in nature and it is improves the uh, qualities of rakta to some extent initially if it is taken in large doses then it may cause bleeding it tends to move out it causes rakta pitta as i said that the dose the quantity that we consume largely effect largely depends on that whereas once we come back to our sweet mango which is a delight for all all of us uh, it, it is right away again uh, a classical sweet carries all the madhura rasa gunas quality definitely when it is a sweet mango all these things are happen but still basic nature of causing a little bit of ushtata still remains with the mango that's why if you even though it is a very sweet mango but if you consume it in a large quantities and repeatedly repeatedly if you are consuming then definitely it is going to cause some allergy or vasculitis it should be careful otherwise it is of course typically it is a um, sweetest one and it is a vataguna brumana everything is right but still there will be sometimes we cannot have 100% um, sweet things sometimes it may be having some portion of sour and sweet so such type of mangoes will definitely cause um, certain problems if it is taken in large doses so care should be taken in order to see that it should be a 100% or fully pakwa or fully ripened thing then it becomes very hita to the body and it is tarpana it nourishing in nature and it is highly sweet in nature and it is balya shukravardhana all these things just like typically what madurasa activities are there that is done like you said rightfully that's a probably pitta avarodhi so uh, is explained like does not increase pitta it's not though it is told as kashaya anurasa or astringent and sweet dominant it does not decrease pitta so clearly like uh, like you said it's a prior stage uh, influence is there still in the in this uh, right when it undergoes ripening sir yes it there will be if uh, any chances of uh, remnants of uh, amlarasa stays in that even though a semi ripened or fully not, not fully ripened mango and such mangoes are used then there is a possibility of vasculitis or some pimples or papules or some vesicles may then develop in the body something like that what is called pitakas we call it as many times and it will be sometimes itchy also yes, and uh, vistabia or it, it may cause constipation is attributed to astringent subtaste sir many a times it won't cause vistabdata but it's only depend on the dose the quantum water how much we have consumed then there may be chances in ayurveda very typically said anything if you eat in excess may cause ajirna otherwise mango is a such a drug which is always consumed after food in order to digest it so it is agnivardhana and if you eat, take a mango juice then definitely it will going to improve the digestion but unfortunately fortunately nowadays uh, we have a lot of people consuming mango milk shake uh, that is one of the biggest trouble causing material 
and it is a viruddha ahara it should not be done mango and milk should not be mixed mango as a single ingredient mango should be consumed as a juice it should not be mixed with milk but everywhere you go there is a lot of uh, people consuming as mango smoothie and something like that and mango milkshake something like that uh, but it is not a right word kind of thing and that is going to be causing skin allergies later if you consume continuously one drug has rasa and anurasa but when the drug is taken in relatively larger quantities as in case of mango juice which we want to have more and more there the main taste would suppress the effect of subtaste because the, too much of it is con- consumed and too much of sweetness would suppress the astringent quality actions see typically in ayurveda while explaining the drug action there are certain rules has been explained if rasaguna virya vipaka of the dravya present in a drug with equal strength then guna will suppress the rasas and then rasaguna both will be suppressed by vipaka and all these three will be suppressed by virya like that they have given very clearly otherwise if these rasaguna virya vipaka padarthas of a dravya are typically in a imbalance then whoever is a stronger one will suppress the weaker and show its expression so that is the one it has been explained but in many conditions even though there are contradictory combinations of rasaguna viryas are present in the drug entire activity of that contradictory material will not be lost certain things will remain for example in case of a shunti and pippali if you observe both shunti and pippali are katrasa and everything but it has madhura vipaka and because of madhura vipaka it has a shukravardhana or shukra janana karma and it is not having a negative effect on shukra dhatu so it is very typically even though it is a potent katrasa a katrasa is always going to suppress the shukra dhatu but here even though it is having katrasa it won't suppress the shukra dhatu that is the reason uh, that the arrangement of um, pancham padarthas inside the body means inside the dravya in, in a typical manner that it won't suppress the activity of all the other things totally for example if any given karma is there it has to be manifested then whoever may be the dominant in the category will take the lead and will lead the condition for example if there is a brahmana action has to be brought in then madhura will take the lead and do the brahmana action but kashaya has to stay back but really understanding kashaya is also guru in nature just like madhurasa so it also supports the madhurasa to do the guru functions of the madhurasa so typically it causes brahmana with the help of madhura but whereas certain other qualities like astringent property is going to cause anything like that such activity where madhurasa won't obstruct the way then that effects are also seen with that drug so typically many attempts you have seen such a things a drug as a whole when it is given as each and every things will perform some other things so that's the reason rasena krute karmam kinchit viryena kinchit vipakena there is one shloka saying that certain activity of a drug is brought about by rasa certain activities of a drug is brought about by virya some something by vipaka and it's like that every component of a drug will contribute to the wholeness of the drug activity so it doesn't mean that only one rasa will be dominating other 
certain areas if something is dominating and doing the other will keep quiet so this is a typical nature of drug manifestation and drug activity there's a question should we avoid mangoes when somebody has peptic ulcers sir if it is a totally 100% ripened mango then it's okay if it is taken as a juice or something with a little quantity it doesn't cause any problem but it has a soreness naturally then you should not consume it it is going to harm the condition coming to its a mangoes bark like uh, mangoes seed kernel it is straight away astringent and possesses astringent qualities right away sir yeah definitely mango bark and mango seeds are very typically having uh, astringent property or kashaya rasa and definitely they reduce the kapha as well as dravatva of pitta because naturally pitta has dravaguna and that dravatva of the pitta will be reduced hence it will be supporting acting as grahi binding in nature useful in ibs as well as in diarrhea and also it will be useful in case of prameha to some extent ardi where there is a large quantity of urine is been expelled from the body in order to reduce that people use kashaya is prepared out of bark or the seeds of the mango yes sir and uh, its root uh, probably has uh, similar qualities to that of uh, bark and and the seeds and young leaves leaf shoots the pallavas are also used in uh, therapeutics definitely see mango pallava is one of the drug in panchapallava and definitely it improves the ruchi in ahara taste in in the food and that's why it's used in anorexia as well as it is a grahi in nature and it is very typically used in gandha karma we call it as wherever there is an aroma is required typically one of the mango has a typical aroma that is aromatic odor and in the panchap young shoots are the pallavas of mango are coppery red in color and they are having a typical nature as well as a smell which is very very soothing to most of the people so it improves the nasal activity or the functions of the granendriya and as well as it also improves the digestive capacities by improving the senses and it's a flower is also again probably kashaya rasa pradana that's why again grahi atisara hara prameha hara is explained right yeah same same similar see except the fruit all other things in that plant usually it may be bark or seed or leaves and even the uh, flowers almost similar type of rasaguna virias and that's why in almost in similar conditions they all work only thing is the fruit which goes on changes its rasaguna uripaka and that um, rasarupantara which is taking place which definitely gives a scope for the mango fruit as a more versatile one uh, in utility because of its activity otherwise all its other parts are almost same from its uh, smaller tree as one tree a very big tree doesn't make any change and coming to it's uh, one of the spicy uh, ingredients used in uh, like chats like uh, pani puri masala puri and what not uh, we indians are uh, love that very much uh, amchur powder is again prepared with mango and it has a sour properties more dominant sir see typically south indian food preparation 
will have a dominancy of tamarind so wherever the tamarind is used similarly in those areas in the northern indian preparations amchur is used for purpose is same whenever there is something which is sticky and something which is to be require a soreness then amchur is prepared particularly for preparing a bindi or something like that the lady's finger so such type of preparations they use it amchur and it is a very commonly prepared from the unripened mango and sun dried sliced and powdered and it is available in market and very common as a ingredient and typically it is one of the material in the kitchen and uh, i also found uh, references of ripe and mango having little bit of a difference in uh, variation in their properties uh, when it ripens on the tree and when it when it is artificially ripened if it is vrushya sampakka amra like mango that ripens on the tree itself so carries all the richness of sweet with it very well sir definitely one which is naturally ripened in the tree itself will carry all the qualities described and definitely it will be good because it is something which is taken care natural way i think but presently getting such ruksha sampakwa amra is very very difficult task because of uh, huge market and business people are going for krutaka are the artificial methods of ripe making it ripen and even the people are using very dangerous chemicals to make it ripen once their unripened mangoes are plucked and they are packed and before sealing it they put some sort of chemicals onto that and when next morning or the day of two morning when you open it it will be totally ripened with a uniform color so that is very very dangerous to body not only for health wise and it is a toxic to the nerves as well as blood so you should be careful not to use those things but people want that color and smell and all these things they go for artificial method of ripening nowadays especially in indian markets you know, getting uh, good quality naturally grown fruits have become like very difficult even the uh, grapes and all probably like dipping it in lukewarm saline water for some time any fruit that we bring would eliminate little bit of at least, at least externally if they apply something that would be gotten rid we do that with the grapes usually now that can only help to some extent but it is better to avoid those things try to get from naturally grown nowadays there are some organic growers and some uh, farmers such type of uh, it's available but it is very compared to indian population size and our uh, country magnitude it is very very less another indication is that especially with apples and all if it is too shiny and there is no rotten apple at all in the stalk and everything looks like shiny and bright probably uh, has been manipulated in some of the other ways whereas if there is some spot in which little bit of uh, over ripened apple etc there probably that group of this one is closer to nature sir definitely even uh, while purchasing cauliflower in the market we used to have a same criteria of thing if some insects are present in that is good that he has not used pesticides or that materials continuously if a cauliflower is bright white neat no spots no insects then think that definitely he has used ample quantity of pesticides while it's growing it's very typically farmers they say it 
every alternate day they spray pesticides over that flowers otherwise insects will just bite it and definitely they will get a less rate in the market so in order to avoid that they are going for continuously spraying these materials and we will be eating those things even though how much we try to remove them by putting it in um, potassium permanganate solution or salt water whatever it is but still it is very very difficult to remove all sorts of pesticides residue so that's why many a times these artificial materials they are causing a lot of trouble to practice as well as our health and also like uh, uh, being over obsessive with regards to the aroma of the product or, or the fruit and the color of the fruit is also not so very good the rose water for example if we do the distillation and get the rose arca uh, distillate of rose water it will not be that much having that much strong aroma but we are so obsessed with the strong aroma rose water that we eventually go on to buy something which is chemically altered to enhance the aroma so definitely to bring in the 100% we always go for something which is artificially manipulated so many a times in market not only with the clove not only with the mango or even anything everywhere the color has a influence smell has a influence and difficulty in understanding how they are prepared or what they are done we simply take it and bring it to home and that is going to cause lot of problems many a times but in a long run because it is not going to cause any acute illness so on accumulative uh, things then it becomes a, a problematic one another thing that i noticed with the natural one versus the artificial one the natural one has like you initially described it has some pitta increasing tendency you know it has some memories of its uh, previous sour past whereas artificial one which is krutrama pakwa amla amra sorry is light to digest and rather it is cool and so clearly is not so good as good as the the natural ones are definitely krutrama is krutrama that's what i said whenever we understand or observe something which is sweeter but it has some sort of sourness or bitterness in that or something like that then you understand that it is somewhat near to the normalcy the one which is a totally 100% sweet and everything is fine then think of some foul play has been played in order to the end of course there are certain other issues are also for example if you are getting a mango early in the season then it is a too much a sweet then definitely it has been manipulated but at the end of the season naturally the ones the one or two summer rains will be there and after that whatever the mangoes we get those mangoes will usually have a very good type of uh, taste and of course qualitatively better than the earlier whatever we come in the early part of the season and uh, uh, yeah coming to the season and the fruits i still remember your dravana chapter where you were explaining that uh, you know uh, shaka patra should be collected from varsha and vasanta ritu and all and it goes on on moolai from grishma and shishira ritu that is root should be collected from summer and winter seasons uh, so phala and pushpa are clearly told to be uh, collected when they arrive as per season and you were uh, insisting that only seasonal fruits and seasonal flowers makes sense and other things are not so much 
see it's still there is a lot of issues if you observe previously we used to get watermelon only in summer but now we get watermelon we start getting the watermelon very early from november itself from the month of november here it is a winter from winter itself we start getting these things we are supposed to get and even it goes beyond even up to the rainy season so very typically the human mentality or brain has become such a way that that we want everything throughout the season 365 days acharya has very clearly mentioned there are different rutus different kalas accordingly we need to change the food pattern we need to change the clothing pattern the way we live but unfortunately we want to live in a similar manner similar food pattern throughout the 365 days so that is the reason where we are uh, landing in trouble and ultimately uh, there are certain issues related with this type of uh, way of life causing uh, irreversible damage on the body and th- there is a question here how do you deal with eating vegetables and fruits as part of ayurvedic diet so there are many theories in, in sushruta sushruta 46 chapter he explains that fruit should be consumed first and then we have uh, an, another theory in which like very heavy fruits such as a uh, jackfruit better to take it on empty stomach or before food and mangoes and bananas are usually taken after food uh, and there is also another theory that Uh, sweet sour salt pungent bitter and astringent madhuramla lavana katutikta kashaya so whatever the fruits and vegetables should be taken in this order so how to think about these things sir see first of all we need to collect the fruits from the trees or the plants only when they are manifested so when they are manifested in a particular season and we have got the opportunity to eat them in that season only so we need to eat them accordingly this is the first line thing secondly there are certain qualities of the fruits which are very heavy to nature that's like jackfruit it should be consumed on empty stomach when your appetite or your hunger is more prominent whereas you have eaten a good quantity of food but you need something a digestive then it is better to go with a mango after food section but think that totally food whatever you consume after that you consume once again some portion of fruits then it becomes a heavy diet we need to concentrate in such a fashion that whatever the amount of ahara we consume or a diet we consume it should include the fruits to some extent it is not that we have taken the regular food our appetite to the brim and over that we are eating fruits because it is said eating a fruit after food is very good that is not the right way of doing it it should be part of the total consumption whatever you are doing it in, in between that only it should come it should not exceed the the daily allowance of the energy or the food what you consume otherwise then that also becomes poisonous rightly right, sir uh, previously when they were talking about meal time it was just only two meal times and whatever the fruits and vegetables that you would want to consume it was packed to that meal time only otherwise it would become snacking and the agni will be disturbed and the whole uh, process of uh, digestion will be disturbed sir so of course it is a whole process of digestion will be disturbed but there are certain conditions many times like acidity or amla pitta or gerd type of problems then 
we need to go for a shorter meals and small meals something like that it has been transferred of course there's a lot of uh, material for the debate where too much of the food should not be put into our system at once and it may burden the liver and your the gastric related materials and the, the organs it should be repeatedly given like that see but typically our totally what we call that um, gastrointestinal system as a typical way of secreting the juices which is required for the purpose of digestion if you habitate them in a such a manner that only two meal a day that will go accordingly and our um, stomach is such a type of organ if it can be given some sort of influence if you start eating two chapatis per day it will stick on to two slowly if you increase to three it adjusts to the three and slowly if you increase to the four it increases to the four and adjusts itself to the fourth so like that it can be accommodative very much accommodative in nature so that's why we need to understand that there is a certain issues whatever the food i am consuming if it is slowly starting increase my weight which is beyond the expected line then we should be very very careful that whatever we are consuming is rather than what we require so we should be very careful in that if our all fruits and vegetables everything comes in the pack of foods what we consume at that particular time within that criteria then there will be no issue as a question what do you do if we are living abroad all our indian vegetables are flown in and definitely non seasonal the local vegetables is very limited uh, in variety and also not seasonal anymore and there's also th- i mean one question to add to that there's also theory that locally grown fruits and vegetables they are better than say Im- imported ones because the the quality of the mud and the weather climate everything is very similar to the body nature of the person sir see there are certain issues of course it should be done in that way when it is not possible then we should go for a better alternative so better alternative is that we have techniques to preserve its nature and its qualities and it uh, flew in this to the different part of the world in a very quickest time so that can be done uh, to bring in the thing otherwise you just carry on the seeds grow yourself wherever you are there your atmosphere suits that for the growth of that plant of course there are certain issues with that we cannot carry seeds outside the one country to another country sometimes it will not be allowed even inside and um, because of various diseases and uh, such a type of things are concerned but still that is one of the option that can be done otherwise the next alternative is that wherever from wherever it is in a shortest time it comes that has to be and it is preserved in a very clear manner which many of the containers and the baggages so if it is then then of course that is something better than nothing yeah and uh, i know uh, uh, and i know the person in florida the weather in florida is very uh, similar to like indian condition and they are trying to come up with a like an herbal garden with all the indian trees and fruits and what not so is coffee liable to cause strain on liver i, I don't know if i mean you an organized a blood donation camp and uh, so i mean we we were all giving uh, donating our bloods and uh, at the end uh, you were planning to something to give something to something like a sour drink or some sour tamarind panaka to all candidates 
and uh, out, out of curiosity we all ask the the modern person like what can be had after this just to stimulate our systems he said uh, coffee would be good so entirely a different sort of thinking from two, two different sciences there sir see but once you donate blood and in order to instantly improve that you require something which is liquid in nature it will easily incorporate the volume loss created by the donation which will be taken care of but when a ratta has to develop it has to develop with some sort of sourness it is required that's the reason many of the vitamin c containing things are given along with iron in order to increase its absorption and improve the condition so that is the reason it is better to go with a sour taste some juices or panaka or something like that rather than coffee does it have any adverse effects on liver even if it is taken in proper quantities coffee sir no no, no it doesn't work cause any uh, as such any problem because uh, most of the time what we have seen is in indian conditions the coffee will not be 100% coffee it will be added with chicory and wherever chicory is added then chicory has a very typical effect on liver it improves the functions of the liver so there is no problem as such victoria ji has raised your hand uh, can you please ask your question ma'am Yes, Vaidyaji. I wanted to double check uh, because you said, which we know, that milk should not be uh, mixed with any sour things or mango. But how about lassi? Very often they serve in restaurants the uh, mango lassi. Is mango lassi also not compatible, or that is all right? Mango lassi is different from a mango with the milk. Mango with the lassi is a curd which is added to the mango juice, and it is prepared. But it should not be consumed when it is mixed with. dugda or the milk milk and sour taste are opposite in nature and they become a little bit difficult to digest and on body they bring in a lot of negative effects yes thank you very much vaidyaji and also with the uh, lassi itself um there is a both recipes also of the salty lassi is it okay is uh, uh, lassi to be salty or lassi added to the salty food See, there are a lot of issues. People consume lot of medications. I mean, foods in such a manner that they are all contraindicated in Ayurveda. Very clearly said. And lassi is also one of them. But entire northern India, they have a typical time during summer. Huge quantity of lassi is taken, and of course, it leads to lot of skin conditions. But people won't take it in that sense, and they consume it. typically even in uh, punjab if you go and uh, observe that there is a typical combination of uh, people consume a lot of food which is contraindicated in ayurveda but people consume it similarly that curd should not be boiled and it is taken but entire india in different set from kerala to entire uh, northern india people use curd in a different manner where they boil it and prepare it like they call it as uh, avial in somewhere they call it as uh, majge hodi somewhere and they call it something like that everywhere it is very typically used in such manners of course there are called as one condition in ayurveda explained as vokasatmya the one which is consumed for a long time definitely it supports to some extent and becomes uh, somewhat conducive to the body or accustomed to the body but in general anything which is viruddha in nature particularly dugda the milk and particularly the milk and um, the mango or any sour fruits it is always contraindicated 
Yes, this I understand, but I don't understand about the paneer and lassi. Is paneer, because now it is already, you have made from the milk curds, is that acceptable and added to the salty food or not? See, very clearly, once milk is in its nature, natural form, it is milk. Mm -hmm. When it turns into curd, it doesn't have the qualities of milk. And when it is converted into paneer, it doesn't have the qualities of milk. To large extent, it will be changed. Yes. So then we don't find it any as such uh, contraindication in using them. But still, paneer, which is also called as kilata, something like that in Ayurveda, that is a cheese which is heavy to digest and it is not easily assimilated in the body. So one should be careful while using them. Mm -hmm. And then the lassi is the same, then if it's lassi is done from the sour uh, yogurt, uh, so then that is okay to add to the salty food or not? Yes, definitely. When it is uh, a little bit sour in nature and such sour nature, uh, if you add mango or something like that, doesn't cause any such problems. But still, consuming lassi in large quantities to skin conditions. Mm -hmm. How often is okay to have lassi, like three times a week or, or one cup every day or how much is, is good? At least in particularly with the season, when there is a lot of heat outside, then at least uh, something like that, 100 ml per day, it will be okay. Mm -hmm. Yes, very good. And I just wanted to also clarify the last thing with these fruits, fresh fruits. Did I understood correctly that... Um, Ideally, we should have fresh fruits separated from the main meal uh, between two meals, like let's say if your lunch is at 12 and dinner is at 7, then summer 3 and 4, or we should always have them within the lunch, like a part of the lunch. See, as a part of the lunch, if you do it, there are certain issues, and it's again debatable. People say that Agni is not exactly acting on the cooked food and the raw food in a similar manner. And this raw food requires more Agni power to digest it. And cooked food, if you consume uh, along with this, then there will be chances of your uncooked food or the raw food may pass on the, down the gastrointestinal tract before it gets, really gets into digested. So there are issues with that. So it is better wholesome of energy, whatever you are getting from the fruit and food and uh, even vegetables, what you are consuming consume it in a typical manner. The vegetables should be boiled and cooked, mix it with the food and you can consume it. Whereas fruits, either earlier to the food or after the food, but the quantum of energy, what you are expecting out of it, should balance your requirement per day. Thank you very much, Vaidyaji. That was very helpful. Thank you. So between, uh, there's again uh, one question on paneer. So between paneer and uh, dadhi, paneer and kerr, Paneer is uh, categorized as a shira vikruti or milk byproduct and it is right away guru and kapha increasing whereas curd is sour and can increase pitta, right sir? Yes, definitely. And uh, buttermilk has sourness but kashaya amylite stores, astringent and sour. So buttermilk is not as pitta increasing as curd, sir, if I'm correct? Definitely, definitely because it is lagu in nature comparatively. So it won't increase the pitta to some extent, but still it is ushna and it should be taken with the care. But only one thing is that takra is one considered as one of the best thing for the best thing for the digestion. So always it is said 
Bojanante Takram Payam. So Takra has to be early, buttermilk has to be consumed at the end of the food to facilitate the absorption as well as digestion. So that's the reason people consume Takra at the end. That, that's why it's, it's also told like for the divine people like Suras, uh, um, like how nectar is, buttermilk is for human beings. So it is very well documented in uh, Baicharakasa. Yes, definitely. But unfortunate part of it, the people, uh, I don't know how the, the West uh, think about this buttermilk and all those things, but what I am observed nowadays with my patients, to ask them what is buttermilk, they just say that they simply adding uh, water to dhati and shake it, it becomes a buttermilk or diluting thing. So that should not be considered as buttermilk. Buttermilk is the one which has to be churned and butter has to be separated from it, then whatever it comes out, that is buttermilk. Cooked buttermilk should not be a problem, sir? Buttermilk as well as curd should not be cooked or heated. But we have seen across India, people are doing it. This, this is probably a very good question to end. Is mango a liability to diabetes? We have to think regarding mango fruit versus flower versus the bark, etc. So very typically, fully ripened mango definitely contribute to the person one who is already a diabetic. It improves his blood sugar levels. It is madura in nature, definitely it increases. Whereas the mango flower, mango bark and everything in the form of kashaya or the kwatha or decoction, if you use it in a case of a diabetic person, definitely it is going to help him to reduce his quantum of urine output and thereby reduces the uh, diabetic load. So it's very typically same drug, but a different part of the drug acting in a different manner. If it is a pakwa ripened fruit, if you are consuming, definitely it is going to increase the sugar levels in your body. Whereas it's bark used in the form of decoction is going to reduce the sugar levels in the body. That's why in, in a shloka uh, for one particular disease, if for example, amra is mentioned, like mango is mentioned, we have to think through which part to pick based on the disease that is targeted, sir. Definitely, definitely. Definitely. Always, whenever you select a drug, think where your intention is, where you are expecting that your drug should act. Then accordingly, select the portion of the drug or the type of the drug or the combination of the drugs. Everything has to be planned accordingly. That wraps today's session of Guru Bodha. I, I thank... Uh, all the participants for the interesting uh, conversation that we had and uh, on behalf of all of us students i thank guruja sir for guiding us through this wonderful topic of mango thank you very much sir thank you thank you all of you thank you for your patience listening and participation thank you see you all next sunday in another guru session namaste thank you all